0: Hello everybody. Welcome to Reign: The Power of You, a podcast about becoming the leader of your life and truly succeeding on your terms. I'm your host, Sharon Bakir. You might know me on Instagram as The Empoweress. Listening here will give you everything I've learned in 10 years of leadership coaching, as well as myself having survived death, trauma, and recovery to thrive once again. I've created this podcast for people just like you who are on the brink of transformation and ready to live powerfully in every part of your life. Every episode focuses on life fulfillment, self-esteem and deep growth. We give you the tools, strategies and techniques to apply so that you can live your most powerful life. Plus, we regularly feature humans who are serious badasses to keep you inspired. I love hearing from my community. So wherever you're listening from, drop me a photo or screenshot on Instagram and remember to say hi with a tag. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> it's been a week and a half in the world we live in, hasn't it? Oh, with the global pandemic that is reaching new heights everywhere globally, with half the world shut down and the other half of the world that seems not to care that the pandemic's going on, with Australia emerging from a huge period of uncertainty about the pandemic, with one of the biggest elections in the world that controls how the world thinks of pretty much everything in life, you know, one of the self-proclaimed superpowers of the world going through an unprecedented election. There's been a lot of feelings and we haven't even considered and talked about all the weird stuff going on in the world, all the terror attacks, all the just general unhappiness and ennui. When the world is going through strife, as it has been for most of 2020, it is often really easy to fall into slumps. And I don't know about you, but I have been in a lot of little mini slumps this year. A lot. Like at least weekly, if not sometimes daily on the really bad weeks. And the truth is, it's really easy to look at our lives and say, well, why am I feeling this way? Why am I going through a slump? Nothing is really wrong in my life personally why am I in a slump? And it's easy to hate on ourselves and get down on ourselves because we feel that we shouldn't be in a slump. But I just wanted to say that, first of all, motivation is a very fleeting thing, right? It's like a smell in the air that you smell and, you know, you might love it and appreciate it in the moment, but it goes away pretty quickly because it's fleeting. That's exactly what motivation is. But the second thing is that, Being in a slump is really, really normal right now. Being in mini slumps particularly is sort of what I hear my clients complaining about and what I've heard them complaining about all year. And to tell the truth, I haven't been immune to it either. I have had so many slumps this year, which is not like me because I identify myself as someone who has really mastered the art of capturing my motivation and working through lots and lots of tension and conflict within myself. So... Today I wanted to record an episode about how to push through a slump when we're feeling unmotivated, right? How do we get results even when motivation is lacking? Because the reality is, as the world churns around us, we are very impacted because emotions and feelings are contagious and being exposed to the news and the realities and the harsh realities of what's going on in the world right now is really exhausting. But our the world continues to turn and we continue to need jobs and we continue to have the desire to excel in what we do on a daily basis. But when motivation is lacking, it's really hard. So in the absence of all the things that regularly motivate us. So, you know, working from home for a large part of the world has meant that there is no physical or visual pressure placed on us. Working online means that acknowledgement is rare and few and far between. And let's face it, A lot of the world is really unhappy right now, so perhaps our penchant for positive acknowledgement isn't really there as much as it used to be. Rewards are getting lesser and lesser, and in fact, punitive reactions to our lack of motivation exist even harder because we are going through a global recession, and layoffs and unemployment is a real risk. Feeling like we're contributing is really hard when we've spent a lot of the world in lockdown, semi-lockdown, or unable to go out much because of a pandemic. Feeling a sense of community, which is usually one of the biggest motivators we have as human beings, is really difficult in 2020 because not only have we been unable to create communities physically and in person, but also a lot of the world is very divided right now and what we thought of our social networks and communities has changed and shifted. So I thought I'd put together a little framework of five immediate motivation reframes that I personally use every time I'm hitting a mini slump. There are some action ideas within each section of the framework that you can use in order to beat any slump or period of complete demotivation. Now the first part of this framework is to remember this, tiny steps get you going. It doesn't matter how slowly you're going as long as you're moving, right? So the first thing I often say to people is that you have to consider that the steps you need to get started on whatever it is you need to get started on right now are smaller than you think. For example... When we plan to do something or we have a goal or a dream or a vision, we often see the big picture and it becomes overwhelming very, very quickly. But in addition to that, when we're going through a slump, it can feel impossible, like that dream is so far away that we will never really accomplish it. And so instead, we should have a just act, take small steps, and just do those small steps mantra, right? Small steps. An example, if you think you wanted to write a book and you're down on yourself because you haven't started writing the book... Let's just think, what's the title going to be? Or perhaps lay out the first three chapters, just what they're called, not even write out the chapters, but just think what they're called. Just write one page. Take one small step towards your goal. When I decided I was going to relaunch and reframe my entire coaching practice to go online and global, it was a scary thought. This was a couple of years ago. And frankly, I was so overwhelmed by the idea that I sat on it for a few months and I was unable to take any decisive action towards what that would look like. And one day I was sitting at my hairdressers and I was scrolling Instagram and I was getting really angry with myself because I knew that I was not taking steps to achieve this big goal that I had. And so the small step that I took was to share with my hairdresser, this is my dream, this is my vision. And to tell the truth, it doesn't sound like much, but when you have never shared your vision or dream because it's too scary and overwhelming with anyone except your partner, And for you to share it with your hairdresser, who is, you know, not one of your closest friends, but someone who maybe intricately knows you, (laughs) Um, it's scary. And you know what? After taking that one tiny step of sharing my vision and having her be so encouraging and supportive about it, it was easy to get to the next step because it was almost like a snowball effect had been created. I shared the dream. No one laughed. Maybe I'll share the dream again. Maybe no one will laugh. Maybe I'll share the dream again. And every time I shared the dream, even though it seems like something small and it was just a three-minute conversation, it built my confidence. Small steps lead to confidence and small steps lead to progress, no matter how small it is. So take a tiny step, the tiniest of steps to get yourself going. Sometimes in the morning, when I'm feeling a slump and I'm lying in bed and I think, I can't do today, I just can't face today. Um, My small step is to take the six footsteps it requires me to get into a hot shower and often after a hot shower i think okay i'm just going to do one more little thing i'm going to make myself a coffee and then i make myself a coffee and then i think okay i'm going to do one more little thing you know what i'm going to actually put some lipstick on and often by the time i've gone through the motions of those tiny steps i really do feel ready to start the day and my mini slump is basically gone now the second part of this framework is to just do it now right? The tiny steps framework is about taking tiny steps, but it doesn't actually tell you when to do those steps. You can take them over time. You can be patient with yourself. But the second part of the framework, just do it, is basically to say, take any action now, right now. Whenever I work with my private coaching clients, I often say to them, what is something you can do today that will take you a tiny bit closer to your goal? Is it picking up the phone and calling someone to get advice? Is it registering your business name? Is it mapping out what your service or product looks like? Is it starting a secret social media account with the business name in it? Is it developing a plan for execution, no matter how bare and bare, no matter how bare bones that looks? What is one action you can do today to take you closer to what you need to get done or to get clarity in your head? Don't overthink it. Don't think too hard about it at all. There's a dichotomy I often observe in people who self identify as being stuck. They often sit there and say things like, I'm waiting for motivation to hit me. I'm waiting for a sign from the universe or from the people around me. I'm waiting for someone to tell me that this is the right thing to do. I'm waiting for the stars to line up because unless everything's in alignment, I can't get started. So I'm going to be that coach that says to you that sometimes the stars in your life doesn't line up. Sometimes the circumstances are going to be shit. Sometimes everybody in your life it's going to be an ass and tell you what you're doing is stupid, inconsequential, and not great for the universe at all. Sometimes you're going to have someone really, really take your business model and run with it themselves. There's going to be so many things that push you away from your goals and dreams. And if we allow them to dictate whether or not we get moving and taking action, then we never will. And so my advice is to just take any action right now. At some point you're going to have to ignore all the things that are not ideal and not ready, and just do it, even if you're not quite ready to do so. And like I said, you don't have to do the whole thing right now, just take one simple, beautiful action that will take you closer to that goal today. Now, the third part of the framework is, do not give up before 30% of whatever you set out to do is completed. Now, after years of coaching thousands of people to become elite at their profession or craft, I've noticed a singular pattern that it gets really hard around the 20% mark, really hard. And if any of you have taken up a hobby, a new job, a craft, a skill, you know this is true. It gets hard around the 20% mark. I, for example detest baking and I can tell you that every time I start out baking a cake recipe or something like that at about 20% of the recipe being done I'm like this is too hard I can't do this I don't want to bake I hate baking and I talk myself out of it or I just dislike the rest of the process at 20% it often feels unachievable it feels hard it feels like you're a beginner and that you're never going to get the hang of it it feels like you're never going to make the goal and in fact this point is the one at which I've seen so many people quit trying But if we stick it out to the 30% mark or one-third, we suddenly get our groove and feel momentum. Because at 20% or one-fifth of the way there, it feels like you've still got majority of the way to go. But at 30% or at one-third, you know that if you replicate what you just did two more times, you will be at the finish line. And so, what have I done with this observation of human beings Well, personally, I now have a rule that if I haven't tried something to 30% of the vision, then I'm not allowed to give up. Now, this can be a five-minute goal or a five-year goal, right? If I haven't tried it to 30%, then I'm not allowed to give up. Now, if at a third of the way into the vision or the goal, I find that it really sucks or I'm not enjoying it or I don't wanna do it anymore or I wanna quit or I don't care about the goal anymore, I'm totally allowed to quit. I'm 100% allowed to say, that's enough, it's not for me. But not until then. I find, though, that pretty consistently, usually at 30%, it starts to feel amazing and unbelievably good. And that I really want to ride this wave, even if it's hard, because I can suddenly see where it's going. And I can see it getting clearer, and I can see the goal from where I am. And I know it's going to be hard, but I do see the value in it. When we put up our goals and dreams, we don't really think about whether it'll be worth it at the beginning. But when we start putting in the work, it starts feeling not worth the sweat and effort it requires because we aren't seeing results yet. No, don't waste your time on worrying about your plateau. Don't waste your time on worrying about why you aren't seeing results yet. Don't waste your time about feeling like your sweat and effort isn't worth it. Because remember, even if you don't achieve the goal, the process always means that you learn something along the way. So nothing is wasted in life. Continue to 30%, and at 30%, take stock of how you feel. And usually, I found that by then, I'm actually starting to see myself closer to the goal, and the results are starting to flow in. And as a result, the motivation flows too. I start feeling quite naturally that this is something I wanna show up for, and I wanna do, and I wanna achieve. I start feeling quite naturally like the effort is worth it, and I'm so excited about doing the hard work. The fourth part of the framework is that consistency trumps feelings. Now, I am a tough coach, but I'm not a mean coach. But I am a coach who tells the truth, and I will always push for the results that my clients want. I will never push you beyond what you actually want, right? But if you've told me that you want something, then I'll guide you through a clear pathway of action. I've never, ever denigrated or guilted anyone for not being able to do something, because I believe that it's your path, your life, and your choice. And I understand that sometimes life gets in the way and priorities get reshuffled, and sometimes you're just not feeling up to doing what you said you wanted to do. But what I will say is this, in the quest for goals and achievement, consistency trumps feelings every single time. I'll give you an example from my dance career. In 2018, when I first returned to my professional dance career of 18 years after all my horrible medical trauma, I wasn't really sure if I was going to be able to dance ever again. I was broken, physically, mentally, and emotionally. It took every ounce of my energy even to go to teach dancing, which doesn't even require too much movement. Sometimes I would cry when I came home. Sometimes I'd be shaking with pain. Sometimes I'd have tears in my eyes because I didn't even want to go to the studio and my husband would shove me out the front door, telling me to get my ass there because he knew it would feel good once I was there. But I wanted to dance again, despite all these difficulties. And so, even when I didn't feel like rocking up, I did it. I showed up and I applied the 30% rule. I didn't apply the 30% rule on my big goal of dancing at a professional level again, but I applied the 30% rule to each individual time that I showed up. If I stayed for 30% of the allocated time I was supposed to be at the studio, and I still felt terrible, I would tell my team I couldn't do it, and I would go home. So if there was a one-hour class on, I would stay to 20 minutes in. And if at 20 minutes in, I decided, "Mm -hmm, I still feel awful and I don't wanna be here, then I would go. But if I felt okay, then I would stay. And if I felt okay, Emotionally, but not physically, I would stay anyway because that was an indication I was enjoying the experience of being there, even if I couldn't dance. A lot of the times I didn't dance at all. I didn't dance all the time I was there. Sometimes I rocked up to watch. Sometimes I taught from a chair. Sometimes I pretended to train, but instead just stood around. And sometimes I rocked up just to say hi to my community. But the 30% rule made me feel like I could be consistent and safe in showing up, even when I didn't feel like being there and even when my body and my mind were screaming at me. In the entire year of my rehab, I left class abruptly only four times, even when my body was ravaged by pain because emotionally it felt good to be there. And both the emotional and physical side of healing was important to me. Six months after I returned to dancing and started being a professional artist again, performing and teaching internationally, so many people commented that I still looked as good, had the same ability as I did before my body was broken. Despite all the trauma I had been through and despite the huge break I took off dancing, for some reason I came back stronger than ever before without losing much of my technique or ability. But the reason for that is that I turned up and I stayed consistent even when I didn't feel like it. I've realized now that the way I approach dancing for the last 20 years has become a metaphor of life for me because I've now been dancing for you know half my life. And if I can find that consistency in every part of my life and business, then I will continue to be successful daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. So remember, consistency is key and consistency always trumps feelings. Now, the fifth part of the framework is this. Focus on the vision in any way you feel you need to. I once visited a friend and her partner, he owned a business, and he had a piece of paper stuck up on his computer at home with the dollar amount he wanted to earn each day by the end of the year. And I thought to myself, that is so brilliant. To know that every action you take will lead towards that one financial goal, and that you must say yes to everything and anything that takes you closer to that goal, even if sometimes it means saying no to your own head feelings and slumps. Even if it means saying to yourself, get out of your own head and stop denying yourself success, go do the thing because you have this goal. Even if you're saying to yourself, I might fail and I'm scared, you have to do it because it was stuck on a post-it note on your computer screen for not just yourself, but everyone in your household and anyone who visits you to see. Imagine how accountable that made him feel. For goals that are so personal, your big picture visions for your life, I think a lot of people find it hard to articulate them because they are so soul deep. And that's so normal. Like I said, a couple of years ago, I articulated to Marie, my gorgeous hairdresser, that corporate coaching was great and that I loved my job for the last decade, but that I felt I needed to expand it. I was feeling called by the universe. To expand it, go global, go online and start coaching to the public and contributing to the world in a really highly impactful way. It wasn't enough to just do corporate workshops anymore. I told her my deep soul goal was to be able to impact thousands of people with these ideas because I knew I had that capacity, because I'd already done it for the last decade. I'd coached thousands of people within the realm of corporate coaching. Why wouldn't I want to do that for everyone else in the world? I had a vision of me doing this on a high volume level. Huge seminars and conferences, retreats, being able to impact thousands of people. And it felt like such an outrageous thought back then. She was only the second person I'd ever told this goal to and she responded with a, hell yes, this is exactly what you were meant to do Sharon, didn't you know that? I've always seen that this was part of your life goal and I was like, no, I didn't know that, thanks for telling me, it only took me like 10 years to realize it. (laughs) In achieving this goal of just keeping the vision in focus, I found that this focus really stopped the awkwardness of me doing social media every day, right? It's still really awkward for me to even record podcasts and things like that. But focusing on this long-term vision makes that awkwardness melt away. It's still really weird for me sometimes, going on social media and blowing my own horn and saying, I'm gonna do something that helps all of you. It feels weird. But the thing is, I know it helps. I get so much feedback that it helps the world. So to overcome that awkwardness, I have to think of the long game. If I want to impact thousands, hundreds, or even just 10 people today, then I have to keep going on and keep sharing because that is my job. That is my value. That is my contribution to the world. Every piece of feedback that floats into my inbox, I take it as something that strengthens my resolve to bring my vision and talent to the world. So the lesson here is to keep that long game in front of you. Put it in front of you visually, physically, however way you need to. Keep exploring the vision and keep sharing the vision. Tell people about it because witnessing is the surest way to get us motivated. I work on my big picture vision every single day, even when it feels awkward, uncomfortable, scary, or totally unachievable because it is important to me. And I know it's important to me because I keep it front and center in front of me every day. Now, the last part of the framework, which is a bit of a bonus, is to reward yourself. Now, the last thing is a bonus item because it doesn't work for everyone, but I know that reward generally works for a lot of us. To jumpstart ourselves out of a slump, give yourself a small immediate piece of gratification. Give yourself something you want right now. Why? Because I think rewarding ourselves feels good, and truthfully, we can't be disciplined about every single part of our life. I get really worried when I see coaches tout a lifestyle that involves tracking everything they do, eat, consume, which involves high levels of discipline in every part of their life, which involves rigidity and, you know, an adherence to unrealistic standards. Life is messy, and life is... Flow! Life is flow. Flow is life, right? So give yourself something you want right now. Why? Because I think rewarding ourselves feels good, And I also think that rewarding ourselves outside of our big vision goal will actually help us get motivated to do our big vision goal. So for example, I didn't want to show up in social media today, right? But <laughs> I thought, you know what? I'm going to give myself a peanut butter chocolate truffle, and then when I've done that, I will go on social media. And you know what? It worked. I rewarded myself outside of my big picture vision. So instead of rewarding myself or seeking gratification or seeking instant gratification within my big vision goal, which is like, you know, Sharon, don't do the social media today because you don't feel like it. That would have been the instant gratification that I would have taken the path of because it was easy. Instead, I rewarded myself outside of my goal, which is to show up on social media often. And I gave myself a peanut butter chocolate truffle, which was frankly delicious. And after that, I felt good. I felt "Mm, that was so yummy. And now I'm going to do the social media thing because I gave myself something good. So indulge yourself if you feel like you can't get the motivation going outside of what your goal is for that day. Perhaps you've already tried everything, perhaps you've tried taking small steps, perhaps you've tried just doing it and it hasn't worked. Perhaps you're just not feeling it, and perhaps you're focused on a long-term game, but you just can't get yourself going. As a last resort, immediate gratification often does the trick. For me, sometimes this involves buying something small online. Sometimes this might mean feeding myself something I really wanna eat, nourishing my soul and my body at the same time. Sometimes this means sending a friend a bunch of messages or sending a bunch of friends a few short messages or sending them some voicemails or calling a friend and having a quick conversation because connection is important for me to feel whole again. Sometimes it might mean sitting with my phone and playing 300 levels of Farm Heroes, you know, Candy Crush, whatever, you will know when immediate gratification is okay because you crave it and you desire it. It's also important to put a time limit on it so you know that once you've done that for yourself, you wanna get going. Often, when I put a limit on the small gratification, but I do it to my heart's content within that limit with no guilt and no beating myself up and no getting down on myself because I took a break, then I'm totally okay with something after that because I've made myself truly happy and I've done my immediate gratification thing with absolute soul. And that's what keeps me going. So there you have it, a five-part framework plus a bonus item for kickstarting yourself out of a motivation slump. Remember, small steps just do it. Consistency trumps your feelings. Do it to 30% of the vision before you decide it's not for you. Focus on the long game and seek some immediate gratification. I hope, I genuinely hope this one helps you in some way today. It has been a rough fortnight, a rough month and a rough year for so much of the world. And wherever this podcast finds you, I hope you're having a wonderful day and doing something really kind and lovely for yourself because frankly, we're exhausted and you have every right to feel that way. See you next week. Until then. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Sharon Pakir. You might know me on Instagram as The Empowerous. Please come on Instagram, follow me, tag me. If you're listening to this right now, take a screenshot, add it to your stories. I love knowing where my listeners are from and I love knowing that the podcast is something that made a difference in your life. Thank you, everybody, and see you next time.